Hi everyone, welcome to Potluck Food Talks. Today I'm with Jose Pelaez, who has a gastronomic background, even though he works in something completely different right now. And we're going to talk about arepas. Hi, Jose. Hey, hey. What's up, Eric? <laughs> Thank you for the invite. <laughs> so what's the deal with arepas? So just to put in context also, Jose is from Colombia and I'm from Venezuela. And in both countries, this is a staple food, but they're quite different. So what can you tell us about arepas? When I knew that it was going to be the topic, the first thing I thought was that Of course, its origin goes back to pre-colonial times, right? Because corn is like the main cereal, the staple food around pre-colonial civilizations in Central America and South America, mostly the north part of South America. And it is the equivalent of like rice in Asia or wheat in Europe. And it's been always like an important energy intake for long and intense physical work hours, right? And it is basically like our bread, right? If right. we compare it to Europe, I would say it is like our bread. And it's like, as the Mexicans have the, the tortillas, the famous tortillas. In Colombia and Venezuela, we have the arepas, which are kind of similar, but they vary depending on the region and they have different shapes, different ingredients, different thickness and so on. But it's basically like, yeah, our, our tortillas or our bread, I would say. When I met you and we started to talk about the, the difference between arepas, I was, I didn't know so much about Colombian arepas and, and also that they're very, very different from Venezuelans. And also the way they're eaten, the fillings and everything. So perhaps we could go through that. What kind of arepas do you have in Colombia? Yeah. So actually there are like several types. I would say there are probably more than 15 or even 20 types of arepas that come from different regions along the country. But you mean like the arepa or the filling is different? No, the arepa, the arepa, because that's something also different that mostly your, your arepa in Venezuela, I think, is like always filled. I don't know if it is always, but in Colombia, it's not always like that. Like, it's like filled arepa is one of the types. Mm -hmm. And there are also different types of arepa that vary according to other ingredients that they use in the dough. Okay, so they can vary according to sometimes like secondary ingredients that are available within... I guess, historically within those regions. And some can have milk, egg, panela, which is this reduced raw cane sugar, juice, cheese, and other ingredients. I don't know, plantain, potatoes, yuca, etc. Like plantain, potatoes, and yuca, I would say we don't have that in Venezuela. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the, 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 it's in a region, but I've never heard of that. I think there should be, man, because the history of both countries is actually shared. Yeah. And I would say like in probably the most famous, the, let's say the export product from Venezuela, which is now the Venezuelan arepa, is the uh, white corn field arepa, right? with different flavors that are the filling. Yeah. But I would say there might be other types in small towns, small villages in the countryside. The thing is that it is not very documented and we, we don't know. There's not much research on it. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, but as I said, I've never heard of it. I can quickly go through the arepas that, that we have in Venezuela. Yeah, sure. We have like the white, the standard one. As you mentioned, when it's not filled in Venezuela, we call it viuda. Widow. Ah, okay. <laughs> the widow. <laughs> Because it has no filling. So that's the arepas you get like like, like bread with food, like, like you <laughs> know, a basket filled with, with widow arepas. Then we have variations with the flour. There is a yellow flour, like a more brown integral flour. And the Andean region, they make arepas with wheat flour, which is basically <laughs> like a... Like a pan bread, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. technically it's not an arepa, but, but it's called like, uh, and okay. then, then we also have like a sweet one, 
which is with star anise and, and that one is fried and and you can get that for breakfast. Like imagine having that with like a guava marmalade and fresh cheese. Something oh, nice. like that. I love I love I love them with the sweet combination, you know. Yeah, and I would say like like arepa arepa without talking about the fillings. Those are the ones I know. Like I'm not a super expert. Mm -hmm. pro probably like a super mm -hmm. expert will tell me like a few more that I didn't mention. Uh, I'm not an expert either. And actually, there is this book by a Colombian chef and author. It's called Arepas Colombianas. His name is Carlos Gaviria, and he actually mentions in that book about 60 different preparations of arepas right so and and in each region there might be like a main arepa and then it has a different variations and i can mention also a couple of 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 them that that probably are the most famous ones so one of them is called the, the arepa paisa which is from the you know the coffee farming region where medellin the city is mm -hmm. is located and it is the one that looks more similar to a mexican tortilla because it is like wide and very flat even though it's not as thin as that you can make like a taco or or handle it like that it is it is crunchy and hard and you have, you had the that one you had the topping on top right and you put the topping on top exactly uh-huh so you eat it with you, you usually you put cheese like fresh mm -hmm. salty cheese and that's it it's that, like a very basic like a giant canapé or like a thick taco something like that yeah 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 but it, uh -huh, exactly and you also can use it like for breakfast it's super typical and you also can use it as a like when you're eating a main course with meat or any other thing but it is very tasty with like with fresh cheese and with a cup of chocolate of hot chocolate Colombian style, which is mostly like the South, um, also similar to the Mexican style, which is more liquid than the one we drink in Europe. And that one is very, very tasty. And actually in Europe, you, you find it in the, in the Latin stores, they sell it like frozen, you know, and there's another type of arepa, which is called the arepa costeña or arepa de huevo, which is, I would say one of the most curious one, because if you see the, the elaboration process is quite like, uh, that's the one where where you operate the arepa. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes through a surgery process indeed. Exactly. So it is like you make the dough with yellow corn and you deep fry the arepa until it pops. So it creates deep cavity of steam. And when, just when you take it out, you open it, you open a little hole in the edge, in the side with a knife and you put a raw egg inside of the arepa. Then you close it again. Like you press it with your fingers to close it and you deep fry it again. So the egg cooks in the inside. And the, the, also the, the whole seals, I guess, right? Exactly. And this is very typical from the Caribbean coast in Colombia. And it's actually a street, it's a street food. So you go and you, you can find this girl with her trolley right on the street, deep frying the arepas and making them this surgery process. And they are very delicious. They are very delicious. That's like a super sophisticated technique for a, for a traditional dish. Yeah, 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 totally. That's super crazy. That's something curious about, I would say, popular cooking in, in it's the same thing with, with empanadas, you know? The empanadas is something like very, it takes a lot of time putting like the filling and everything with the corn dough as well. And it's, it's quite sophisticated elaboration. However, it is like a very popular street food. In Venezuela as well, like mm -hmm. our empanadas, opposite from many empanadas in South America, more in the South, our empanadas are made with arepa flour, I guess, the same as yours. 
Mm-hmm. And and you get this. It's very typical if you go to the beach that you have like these street vendors walking around with, with a pot full of empanadas and, and that's a very typical way to get it. But also like I would say in any school canteen, you have empanadas. It's something like, like you find yeah. anywhere. Yeah, same, yeah. same, same in Colombia. Same in Colombia. And I would say both arepas and empanadas are like, mm-hmm. are like the popular dish for I don't know, everywhere. You mentioned the street vendors for the arepa de huevo, but what are the, the places and moments of consumption in Colombia? As I mentioned, the most common moment to have the arepa is for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's also my favorite moment to have an arepa. But the, but the places, to mention a couple, like traditional style, very traditional popular style is in, in the beach, by the beach in the Caribbean, you will find throughout the whole day a couple spots or a couple persons with their like trolleys and this umbrella to cover from the sun and frying the arepas and making them. So it's like a to-go arepa, you know, like you pass by and you buy it and you keep going, you go to the beach or whatever you're doing. Or for the local people, if they are working, they can have it mostly anytime, right? But most of the people would buy it for breakfast, I would say. However, there's also in the... In other sites of the country, like inland, around like public fairs, festivals, and this kind of popular celebrations, there are also people with small spots with the ember, you know, like charcoal ember and cooking arepas on them. Okay. Uh, Other types, of course, this would be probably an arepa paisa or an arepa from my region, but it is with charcoal. So you always have in mind that image of this lady with a manual fan on one hand. You know, like moving it, keeping the ember alive and like in the in the perfect spot. And on the other hand, controlling the things that is on top, in, including the arepas, you know? That's curious. Like, like in Venezuela, it's kind of different. I would say when it's about street vendors that you find like whatever in the street or as you say, in some kind of festival, this usually is like, you know, like, like very street food wise, it's usually arepas that are already cooked, probably brought from home. And it's like a very simple sandwich. It's nothing crazy. Just the filling and that's it. That's like the most street food style. But then we have like areperas, which are like specialized restaurants on arepas. And that's mm-hmm. like, a, like a big thing. As you yeah. mentioned, the most common moment is for breakfast, but it's also super common to go to an arepera in the for middle dinner. Or the no, meat. like for munchies, like 3 a.m. after. Yeah, super, yeah, yeah. That's super, true. Super drunk. And then you go to an arepera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say like nowadays, that's also typical in Colombia. Probably not as popular as in Venezuela, I would say. But there are also like restaurant chains that are like for uh, filled arepas with different types of fillings. Exactly. Like in the areperas, that's the thing. It's like you go there and there are like these vitrines with very different Mm -hmm. fillings that you pick whatever you want. And the arepas from areperas are usually, usually not always, like different from the ones you eat at home or Uh in a street uh event. They're much bigger. They're almost like a, like the diameter is like like a a burger. Like a burger (laughs) size. Exactly. Nice. And the fillings are more sophisticated. And this is usually where you get like this famous, like the Reina Pepiada, which is... Uh, uh-huh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I like about the Venezuelan arepas that the fillings are like a, like have a name. So yeah, yeah tell yeah, me a bit yeah. about it. 
Yeah, Reina Pepeada is my favorite and, and of many people. Uh, the story is somebody invented this like in the 50s and they named it after a beauty queen, like a Miss Venezuela. Okay. Apparently her nickname was the Reina Pepeada, so they, they baptized this arepa after it. And basically it's boiled chicken and then you make like this kind of, of olivier salad just to describe it a little bit, but it's avocado, mayo, and a splash of Worcestershire. That's it. Mm -hmm. And man, that's so good. That's delicious. Yeah, I must <laughs> yeah. say that here, even though I'm Colombian, I love making uh, Reina Pepia also because my girlfriend likes it very much. And how I do it is I boil the chicken breasts and I put a couple of bay leaves and pepper in the water and then shred it and do it exactly as you, as you mentioned. The thing is that here in yeah, it's not that easy to find good avocados, as you know. Yeah. But when you're lucky, yeah. And we like to do it with handmade mayo. Okay. The way I've been doing it lately, I've been finding like the supermarket that they sell the chicken breasts vacuum pack. Okay. So I cook it sous vide. And then, so I get like the the perfect cooking point for the chicken. So it's still super juicy oh, cool. and it releases a lot of, of like chicken stock, you know, uh -huh, and I, uh -huh. I add the whole thing to the mixture and, and it yeah, amazing. Wow. Sounds, nice. sounds delicious. I'm hungry now, man. <laughs> and and you, you know, one tip that I learned and I've been using it and it's, it's good. It's like you put the water to boil with the chicken breasts, right? And the salt or whatever you want to add. And when it boils... You turn it off, you put the lid on and leave it for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the side, mm -hmm. like turned off. And it gets this, it's not exactly the sous vide effect. It keeps the breast juicy. And when you cool it down and shred it, of course, the texture is, is nice to chew. It's not like sandy in your mouth when a chicken breast is overcooked, but it's very on the right point. What I also do when I do that, when I cook it in a pot with water and everything, once I don't add so much salt. And the reason mm -hmm. is when I take the, the chicken breast the stock. Up, exactly, I reduce it until uh -huh. it's like uh -huh. a, oh, a kind delicious. of like a glaze. And I add that to the mixture as well. Delicious. Then we have another one that it's called La Pelua, the hairy one. Uh -huh. That's black beans with Gouda oh, cheese. Oh, yes. That, wait, what? Gouda cheese. No, sorry, sorry. I'm wrong. Sorry. La Pelua is uh, carne mechada. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Carne mechada with Gouda cheese. And then there is another one called Domino, uh -huh, uh -huh. which is black beans with white shredded cheese. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've tried that one as well and I like it. I like it very much. Yes. There is also in Colombia, like the other two that are famous is the Arepao Yacense, which is made with sweet corn and filled with fresh, a fresh cheese that is called cuajada. Mm -hmm. That kind of, of, it's kind of, of a powder, not exactly a powder, but when you put an, a fork or something on it, it goes apart very easily, the, the cheese, and it's very tasty. And there's one that is one of my favorite that is called the Arepa Santanderiana from the northern region. Actually, part of Santander is on the limit with Venezuela. And this arepa is very, very crunchy, made with peeled yellow corn. And sometimes they add in the dough, like super crunchy pork chicharron chicharron yeah yes i've seen that yeah, yeah super yeah. crunchy and, and sometimes they also add pork fat in the in the yeah. dough so oh, imagine that taste yeah man. that's genius it's, yeah yeah it's delicious <laughs> that that pasantandera is one of the best yeah uh, i think well you, if you mentioned that this is near the border from venezuela probably the, there's also a dialogue yeah definitely also what we have one in common and, and i think it's the one that is almost the same but with a different 
name is the cachapa, which maybe for you, I don't know if you consider that an arepa, but we call no. it arepa because no, no, no. It, we, <laughs> we call it arepa choclo. Okay. Yeah, right? no, for, for us it's cachapa. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and actually, well, to explain, cachapa is like, a, I would describe it as a yellow corn pancake. Sweet corn, like tender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's usually made like on how how do you say plancha? Well, like a grill. Uh, yeah, very big, like uh, big as a plate. And in Venezuela, we usually eat it with fresh cheese. Of course, that that's the most most basic one. There there are of course modern variations, variations with a lot of stuff and sauces and, and yeah. But our, our basic uh, arepa choclo is also like that. It's with fresh cheese, and I I would say that's my favorite arepa, even though it's not the one I eat the m- more often. But it's, but it's my favorite, like a good uh, arepa choclo. Oof, man, I love it. And I love because it is very fatty. It has a lot of butter in it. And sometimes some variations add like panela within the dough as well. Mm-hmm. I've personally cooked it before with adding panela because I like this, uh, like add a little bit more sweetness on top of the sweet corn that mm-hmm. you're, you're already using in the preparation. And it's very, very delicious, definitely. Yeah, I always remember there is a place in Margarita Island called El Cimarron. And that's a place you go only to eat cachapas where they grind the corn in front of you. And you usually pair it with cocada, which is kind of like a coconut milkshake we have. Uh huh. And and that's a... And uh, it's a coconut milkshake, the cocada. Yeah, it's not... Drink. Yeah, like... Uh, oh, no, interesting. You, yeah, like the cocoa pulp. You blend it with the cocoa water. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, so you have like this, more like a, yeah, like a smoothie because they add ice nice. in it. So you have like a, this frappe Like effect. a frappe. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And then usually people add like a little bit of cinnamon on top and that's it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's super nice. It must taste good. It's curious because we, what we call cocada is, is something different. It's like a popular sweet from the coastal areas made out of coconut and, and sugar and ah, like, a, bite. like a candy, uh, okay. Yeah, it's ah, a candy, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have, it's like brown. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have the two. We call it conserva de coco. Ah, okay, cool. cool yeah, cool, the, nice. the, 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 that usually you see like ladies selling it in, in the beach. And what's your, actually, what I've also told you my favorite. My favorite is the, the arepa choclo. What's yours? Um, well, just to mention uh, arepas that we haven't mentioned, because I, I would say Reina Pepeada, of course, but, and also to mention nice places. Like in Venezuela, there is like this huge market called Quinta Crespo. It's a market where, where you know, like restaurants go to, to get supplies like, like uh, on big sizes. But also you can go as a normal person to, to get like good produce, good fish. It's a big, big market. And inside that market is a place called El Castillito. And for me, it was always a ritual. We would go to the market very, very early, like in some places I worked that I was helping with, with, with the supplies. And they had two arepas that are non-traditional at all. I've only seen these arepas in that place. And one was like a chicharron arepa, but not as you would expect. This chicharron was stewed. It was like a chicharron stew. Ah, yeah. So like, it was soft? like It was soft, not crunchy at all. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you okay. have like this, imagine like kind of like a pork belly bow, something like in that direction, okay. but with okay. like a Latin swing, you know? Okay. <laughs> and then we had and another one they had that was also, su- I would go at both every time. The other one was a cutfish arepa, also super, oh, super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried arepa with fish uh, ever before. Actually, that's new to me. Well, in Venezuela also, like in this uh, 
places that you go at 3 a.m. to get an arepa, you get to see very crazy things, you know, like drunk drunk people getting food. You get this people like, yeah, put those quail eggs with mayo, with yeah. the octopus <laughs> inside of the arepa. You know, like I think that's, that, I, that, that style is very, very nice. That like you have a bar with a different options to fill it and you choose like put this and that and that. We don't have that style. Actually, when we go to the areperias, Besides those that I told you from these little trolleys outside the fairs, those areperas are have like uh, arepa rellena, which is like filled arepa, but there are very basic fillings, like three basics that you can mix. So one is crunchy chicharron, one is the one is the ropa vieja, the shredded meat, and one is the shredded chicken, and they all put like this base sauce that is very typical in Colombia called ogao, which is like a like a uh, uh, onion and tomatoes stir fry, and some people put garlic. Some people put cumin uh, okay, on, wow. on it, and there is this this sauce, which is like a is, is like a basic sauce you find on every table in a popular cafeteria. You put it also on the arepas. On yeah, top is- yeah. We mm-hmm. have we usually have like two sauces that you will find in any arepera. We have guasacaca. Ah, the guasacaca. Yeah, I like and, that one. Yeah, and hot sauce. Like any kind of, uh-huh. yeah, mojo that is so spicy, you, nice. you will find the variations of that anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So when was the last time you ate arepa? Can you remember? Wow. No, not really. Like, like a long time ago. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, probably uh, last time I was in Barcelona. Yeah, I went. Okay. The, yeah, the, the, there is this place. Ah, oh, man, I forgot the, uh, La Poderosa. It's a, ah, okay, okay. It's a place, yeah, like in, in Raval, and they were doing arepas and empanadas margarita style, which is like a specific type of empanadas and arepas. And I remember going there and really have like a mind teletransportation to a beach in Margarita, really. Wow, <laughs> nice. That's nice. That's nice. Actually, talking about that transportation, because I would say that to us, arepa is is something very symbolic. It's kind of a ritual that brings you back to childhood, brings you back to your origins. So last time I ate was last week because I had my cousins visiting at my place. One of them lives in London, another one in, in Paris. So since we're getting together for a way to remember, it's like we, we I cooked arepas for breakfast. You know, I made the dough and everything. And yeah, it's very nice to, to bring that because that brings you back to, to childhood and and very nice moments in the in the past. Yeah, and also something I wanted to mention in these areperas, it's very common to have like fruit juices as a as a pairing for your arepa, uh-huh. like mango juice or papaya juice or, or guava juice, these kind of juices. And and then also another arepa I, I forgot to mention that really reminds me of my childhood, like in the very west of Venezuela, and they do these arepas where you add, we call it suero. It's like a sour cream. It's like a sour cream. It's exactly like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Like it's, it's fermented cream. Oof, I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, the combination is That's so super nice. nice. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and also something I wanted to ask you, like um, the way I've known arepas, and I have to say that in my house, being uh, having a European parents, it was not a staple food. It was something we would do once in a while. My connection with arepas was more like in school canteens or restaurants or this kind of stuff, or or when I was at friends mm-hmm. and this kind of things. But in Venezuela, I would say 
by default, if you do arepas, you will do it with the harina or the uh, pre-cooked corn flour. And that's mm-hmm. something that I know that it was invented in Venezuela. And then it was like spread in the different arepa eating countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you've told me one that you also do, you, you'll see very commonly uh, freshly grounded. Yeah, meal. Actually, yeah. yeah, actually. Actually, this this is small trolleys and spots like street vendors that I told you. I would say that many of them do the the dough with a cooked and milled, like processed manually. Well, it's like a like a like a manual machine that you like, that yeah, you like spin. This one, like you this spin manual, this handle. Yeah, you spin this grinder, something like that. Yeah, it's like a uh, like a grinder, then and you spill with one hand, uh, rotating it. And you put the cooked corn on top of it, mm-hmm. and on the uh, at the bottom there is this like processed corn coming out, and that is already the the dough, the arepa dough. You know, you see that with cachapas, like this place I mentioned in mm-hmm. Margarita, mm-hmm. they have like this uh, like electric machines where they do exactly that with yellow uh-huh. corn, and then uh-huh. You, uh-huh. you do the cachapa like that. Yeah, 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 totally. And I would say nowadays you also find the, the corn flour, like pre-cooked corn flour and the way I prepare them at home because I do quite often. It's like that. Of course, I don't have a, I don't have the time or the space to, or the corn. to cook, to cook the corn. First of all, I would have to get the corn. So yeah, logistics are difficult, but people at homes, they also use pre-cooked corn flour. Mm-hmm. So, so yes. That's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday.